welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham. In this week's episode, we're looking at the Chinese regulatory landscape in relation to tech deals. I'm joined by Ed Vinales, Public Markets Editor for Asia, and by Lisha Zhu, Managing Editor for China for Deal Reporter and Par. Hi, Ed. Hi, Alicia. Thanks for joining me today. Hello. Hello. So starting off, let's look at China's Didi Chuxing, the ride-hailing company, which is listed in the US. It saw 30% or so wiped off its market value due to what the global media is calling a regulatory crackdown orchestrated by Beijing. Can you explain what's happened and what's going on with this? Yeah, just two days after Didi Chuxing was listed in the US, uh, the Cyberspace Administration of China launched a cybersecurity review into the taxi hailing company. And uh, several, and two days later, uh, CAC also launched scrutiny into other three uh, companies called Yumanman, Huochebang, and was Jiping. All the three companies are all listed in the U.S. recently. And uh, several days later, the CAC issued a draft revision of uh, the um, cybersecurity review measures uh, in, in which it proposed a revision that all the Chinese companies that possessed uh, the data, personal data of one million users in China will have to apply for a uh, review by the CAC before it listed overseas. So it seems uh, currently the Chinese regulators are setting up a new data security review of all the uh, Chinese companies that want to list it overseas. This is because the uh, uh, Chinese government is worrying about uh, the Chinese companies uh, while listing in the U.S. They can uh, leak the data uh, important data and Chinese personal data to uh, to the U.S. authorities. This will increase the data security risks to China. And so what are the implications for future Chinese companies that want to list in the U.S. and access U.S. capital markets? This will definitely slow down uh, Chinese companies listed in the U.S. and also uh, currently, the agency has has not clarified what the outcome of the review uh, before uh, the overseas listing. So uh, we will just we just need to continue to observe uh, what the outcome of Didi's uh, Didi Chuxing's uh, cybersecurity review uh, will be, and we will see what how it will imp- influence Chinese companies' U.S. listing. Because now it sounds like. Uh, CAC will be a regulator that reviews all the Chinese internet companies going to list it in the US or overseas market. Will that deter some of those companies from listing in the US, do you think? Or is it a bit too early to say? I think it will definitely deter investors' appetite um, for these for these uh, for some of these listings. Um, and I think also um, for some of the banks. Um, handling these IPOs, you know, they're going to have a little bit of egg on their face, right? Because this this regulatory, if you read the the news, um, there is some suspicion that Didi Chuxing was was sort of warned that there were some regulatory concerns on the China side, but pushed ahead with the IPO anyway. So, 
you know, and when you're talking about 30 or 40 billion being wiped off its market value following a listing, um, you know, definitely there's a lot of investor sentiment, uh, you know, a lot of risk off in terms of sort of Chinese exposed, um, you know, IPOs, um, uh, you know, and mergers, you know, and all sorts of stuff that are, that are deemed. And, and, and a lot of these situations, I think it's fair to say, um, and Lisa will be able to answer that, you know, they are wrapped up in the wider sort of US-China um, tech war and um, decoupling, if you like, which we could, you know, sort of talk more about. Maybe linking into that and moving on slightly, China's antitrust regulator, Sama, is taking its time in approving a host of US semiconductor mergers. What's that about? Is that related to China's crackdown on its domestic tech champions or, or is it related to something else? I think this is related to the whole um, macroeconomic environment and also the geopolitical environment change recently because uh, it sounds like uh, the US and China uh, tensions has been escalated uh, uh, in the past few months that China has realized that the competition between the U.S. and China are inevitable. Uh, so China now is emphasizing the independence in the technology to deal with the decoupling in technology of the two countries. And uh, um, to build up the independence, China is encouraging innovation in the basic science and infrastructure technology side. And all this has, uh, it looks like it's not the tensions between the two countries are not only the tensions or the competition. You can describe like a battle. It's like a battle. So um, in this kind of uh, uh, scenario, the security of data and security of supply chain will be the priority for the Chinese government to think about. And this is will also... Uh, influence the tech deal reviews because the, the competition in the tech sector is the key of the play gameplay of the U.S. and China. So uh, in the tech sector, all the deals involving U.S. companies will be carefully reviewed and are all subject to the state council's decision uh, because uh, all these deals will change the landscape of the tech sector. And uh, currently, it's overseen by a Chinese uh, uh, Vice Premier Liu He, who is leading the uh, uh, scientific uh, innovation issues in China, and also who is the chief uh, uh, negotiator of the Sino-U.S. trade talks, and his dual role ensures that uh, the uh, tax sector review or landscape change is uh, well involving the U.S. and China strategies. That's why all these uh, deals involving U.S. companies. Uh, will be um, high profile enough to cause Chinese top decision levels attention. I was going to say, Lisha, that, you know, uh, a lot of the spreads on these um, US chip mergers um, deals, right, which is we're talking tens of billions of dollars worth of mergers, um, uh, companies, maximum integrated products, coherent, a lot of high tech companies, chip chip mergers, there's about five or six currently going through. Um, a lot of the spreads widened dramatically around the time of the Didi Chuxing, uh, you know, situation uh, in the last few weeks. But they had been widening a little bit um, for the past month or so. And as Lisa was mentioning, you know, there is there is reason to believe that these deals are all going to see 
increased um, political scrutiny or, or scrutiny from the minister. Um, and the, the 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 big point there, I think, that Lisha was making as well is that uh, Liu He, the senior vice premier, um, you know, is now in charge of the semiconductor uh, effort <laughs> in China, as well as being the economic negotiator between um, US and China. That's quite telling. And looking at one particular semiconductor deal, there have been some interesting developments relating to the Chinese private equity firm's attempted acquisition of a US-listed but Korea-based chip company. Can you explain a bit more about that and, and how that fits into the picture? I could, I could jump in here a little bit quickly. Um, it's Magnachip is the, is the Korean company. So it's, yes, it's US-listed. Um, and uh, but Korea based has very little exposure to the US beyond its listing. Um, we actually can't find any exposure there. Uh, so when that deal was announced, it was a Chinese private equity firm Wise Road, which has emerged on the scene in the last few years and done some notable investments in the semiconductor space, in the high tech space. Um, and uh, when that deal was announced, uh, it the deal party said this will not require uh, U.S. or or Korean approval, um, and what they were referring to was CFIUS in the U.S., the National Security Watchdog in the U.S., and and Korea's and government. However, however, in the deal agreement, the deal actually had some very telling um, uh, conditions, um, structure around the reverse break fee and all that, which suggested that the deal parties did actually have some concern that the US government and the Korean governments might look at it. And they have looked at it. So what you've got is over the last few years, you've got uh, Chinese companies looking over around the world, particularly in the US, for chip assets. They've been blocked in the US. They are still managing to do, I think, a few in Europe, but getting increasing scrutiny. Now they're looking to acquire a Korean company that has a U.S. listing, but no assets in the U.S. And yet the, the, the U.S. government is sticking its nose in and has um, uh, uh, enforced a, a, review, a CFIUS review of that deal, which I think has raised eyebrows in China. Um, and and sort of goes back to this battle description that Lisa was talking about between the US and China um, over the, over the development of their their semiconductor industries uh, and whatnot. So so basically that that Magnachip deal is is kind of wrapped up in this whole theme of US versus China uh, tech development and whatnot. And you know that deal is trading. Um, with a with a widespread shares are trading around twenty three. The offer is about thirty dollars per share, so it's uh, trading with a significant discount. As people fear that the U.S. might even convince Korea to to stop that deal happening, um, but we're following that's an ongoing situation, um, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So it's another one to watch as a temperature check on the whole U.S. China relationship. Um, and, and another interesting point about that that we feel um, is, is something worth watching is that there are a number of deals that the, the there is a deal that um, Korea Korea's SK Hynix is doing 
um, for Intel's NAND memory business, a uh, big $9 billion deal. Um, and, and that requires Chinese approval. So, you know, could it be used as leverage? Um, could that approval be used as leverage? Possibly. Um, we're not sure at the moment, but it's definitely something that, that, that people will, will be worried, will, will be some concern about. To China's side, I heard from uh, uh, some uh, senior sources to the Chinese government uh, that sounds like where China wants to do, the U.S. would say no. So uh, even a small deal like Magnachip is covered by CFIUS. And uh, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, equivalently, China would also slow down, uh, you know, approving the U.S. driven deals uh, in, to, to give more time to China's industry, chip industry to develop. So it, it is beneficial to China that to slowly clear these deals and to slow down the consolidation in the tech, in the tech sector, not only the U.S., but the global consolidation in this sector. Um, that's why uh, it is uh, said that China is going to tighten the scrutiny on the tech deals, especially involving U.S. companies. And, uh, you know, the, 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 scu- uh, the tightening means the lengthier review process and uh, um, maybe more conditions or even, you know, cannot rule out the possibility of blocking some deals. So we've covered quite a lot of ground there with lots of different strands. Can you just sum up how the merger review is being used by China and by the US to facilitate its political aims? Because it feels like it's becoming increasingly hostile between the two countries. China's side thinks that the US has already used all kind of measures to uh, try to stop China Chinese companies to access uh, U.S. technologies, uh, and uh, uh, now um, it seems uh, China will also do the same uh, in the sector. CFIUS is being used as a tool to uh, help uh, you know uh, America maintain its technological advantage over China, and China. I think what we're saying is that China will not hesitate to use its regulatory machinery um, to combat um, to combat uh, the, the US's, what they're perceiving maybe as a US monolithic attempt to, to consolidate its in tech industry. I'm not sure that's quite right because I think it, these companies are merging for commercial interests, but where those commercial interests uh, uh, where sorry the the US uh, companies are merging the the Chinese companies that are trying to catch up in this sector are exposed because of the um, their, their suppliers and and competitors and and whatnot so while the US while the US consolidates it's not good for the Chinese for their Chinese peers um, and for the Chinese semiconductor industry um, which is trying to catch up um, so they will try and slow down that Potentially, the fear is that they, the, the Chinese are using their regulatory uh, powers to, to slow down um, America's consolidation of its chip industry, essentially. While China is building its independence in the technology sector, uh, China 
in in reviewing the deals, uh, the two things will also on the priority to consider. One is the, the data security, and the other is supply chain security. China will think of uh, the supply chain security is the first priority for China to take into consideration in its reviewing process. Great. So lots of interesting things to keep an eye on there. Ed and Alicia, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was Leisha Zhu and Ed Benales. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dealcast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, check out our show notes. Join us next week for another episode.